It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What's up, Mets fans? James here. Our big weekly episode is coming soon where we recap, break down, and react to all the big moves the Mets have made over the past week. But first, a very special treat for you guys. I sit down with Brandon Nimmo for an exclusive interview about what it means to be a Met, why he signed back with us, what he's excited about for next season, and, as a bonus, how he started running down to first base after walks. So, enjoy. Get up. Get, get, get up. What's up, Mets fans? This is James from the Mets Stub Podcast, and we are so happy and so proud to be sitting here today with Brandon Nimmo, fresh off his press conference, fresh off his wonderful eight-year contract. First of all, Brandon, congratulations. It must be just such a privilege and an honor to have this opportunity to possibly be met for your entire career. You just spoke so profusely about that in the press conference. What does it mean to you to have the opportunity to spend your entire career with an organization? Yeah, you know, not many players get that opportunity. And, and so we're, we're really blessed to be able to um, get to start my career here. I was drafted by the Mets in 2011, uh, came up to the big leagues in 2016, and now we get to sign this eight-year contract and, and be with the Mets for uh, for the next eight years. Um, it's something that you just don't see in today's game as much and, and something that we're really, 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 really pr- proud of because, um, you know, it's some something that we get to, we've already set some roots here. And, and so you always have to do that a little bit cautiously in baseball because there's always a chance that you get uprooted, you go somewhere else. Um, and, and now we get to really set our roots down. We get to invest in this team, in this community, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And uh, Chelsea and I are really excited for that opportunity. That's amazing. What are some of the things that really made you want to come back to the Mets? Well, you know, first and foremost, uh, when you're a free agent, you, you get to decide, you know, wh- where do I want to go and, and what is important to me? So first and foremost to me was trying to win a World Series. And the Mets have made that very clear all the way from the top, from with Steve and Alex Cohen. Uh, they have said, we want to win, and we want to win now. And, and, and that is really important in, in the free agent process. Um, and then the other side of it was we're, we're really comfortable here. We've made some great relationships here. Like I said, we've set down some roots. And, uh, and there was a sense of, uh, of being comfortable in this organization and, and already having the fan base and everybody know what they're getting from me, you know. And uh, they're going to get somebody that's, that's going to go out and give it their all every single day. Um, and then from the relationship standpoint with Buck as well, my relationship with Buck last year uh, was amazing. Um, his attention to detail, um, the fact that we're very similar in personalities on trying to overturn every, every stone to find, you know, exactly the answer to whatever problem we're, we're trying to, to solve, um, you know, and, and to be honest, we left the field together many a time. You know, he, he's a guy that stays late. I'm a guy that stays late. And, uh, and, and so developing that relationship with him really did, you know, go into coming back here. Um, he's, he's such a great guy, first and foremost, but his attention to detail and the fact that, you know, when we go into a game, we know that we're going to be prepared for it. Um, you know, take, for example, that slide play last year. 
I didn't even know that that, that existed until spring training of last year. It happened and what, he, like twice? Yep, yeah. it happened twice. And he said, this might happen once a year, but I want you guys to be prepared for it. And so we're going to go through this play. And we went through a few different things. And those are just like the little things that I've pointed out that help you win one game in, in the major leagues. And that one game ends up getting you into the playoffs or, you know, whatever it may be. Small things make the difference in, in, in baseball and in, in the major leagues. And Buck is all about that, and so am I. And, and so it really was a big factor in coming back. Speaking from the fans' perspective, we love watching you play. You've definitely become a fan favorite in the city. Now, like you said, setting roots down, I think a lot more people are going to be more comfortable buying your jerseys, which is going to be something cool to see around the park this year. Yeah. And you just talked about your heart, your determination. Buck and Billy just talked so much about why that was such a reason that they wanted you to be part of this organization for the long haul. Where does that drive come from? Where does the effort, the hustle, where that begin? And how does that become like a skill you've almost developed here? Yeah. Well, you know, early on when I was playing uh, sports, my, my dad would always, uh, he would always tell me before the games to go play like my hair was on fire. And, uh, and so I kind of took it literally and, uh, and, and just was like, all right, well, then I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go play hard and, um, and, and go have fun with it. And so, uh, through that process, uh, it really started to evolve into, I, to be quite honest, I'm not sure when the first time that I sprinted to first base on a walk was, but I just, my dad was always, uh, telling me like, Hey, when you, when you grow up and you're younger, you never know if that catcher is always going to catch it. And so if you sprint down to first base, maybe you can get to second too, because you're fast. And, and so I just started to do it and it became a habit. Um, and then as I got into high school, uh, my, my coach was just really big on, uh, on playing the game hard and that, uh, you know, he could deal with some physical mistakes as long as you were playing the game hard and, you know, to always be mentally prepared for it and be in the game. And so I think it comes from, comes from my upbringing from, you know, my mom and my, and my dad who, you know, I'll always be thankful for. Um, and, and the, the, you know, people in my life that really influenced how I play the game and, and not just baseball, but I, I learned a lot from playing football. I learned a lot from playing basketball, a lot from track. Um, and, and so playing these different sports gave me perspective going into baseball on, on how to play. And, uh, then, you know, when I got into pro ball, people would always just comment on, you know, don't ever lose that, you know, like keep, keep playing the game hard. And so I took pride in it and I took pride in, in trying to leave it all out on the field every single day. And, you know, I always thought of it from the fans perspective as well. If I was going and I was going to go watch somebody play, um, you know, and pay a ticket to, to watch them play, I would want them to be giving it their best effort, you know, while they're out there. And so, you know, I've always kind of thought of it as a duty as well in, in order to you know, go and give it my best effort every single day for the fans that are coming to watch. Um, because without them, you know, I wouldn't get to play this this great game as my job. So, um, so looking at it from those perspectives, it, it helps me to, uh, to to do what you guys see each and every day, and, and just go out there and give it everything I have, um, and play the game play the game with my hair on fire. It's fun to hear you talk about effort and see you wearing a clean jersey. Yeah. Because you never, you're never wearing a clean jersey. Right. The first inning of every game, it's yep. just covered. There have been so yep. many like fun instances of the home games where you make a sliding play in center yep. and you come up to bat in the first inning and you're dirty. Yep. There's no one like that, I, man. I love it. You know, and I take a lot of pride in that. You know, I take a lot of pride in, uh, honestly, if I come away in a game with, without, with a clean jersey, then I'm, I'm pretty upset with myself uh, because I'm like, oh, well, there had to be somewhere in there where I could have gotten it dirty. Uh, I know the, the clubhouse guys probably don't appreciate me very much for that, but 
small I mean, potatoes. They've, they've, come to, they've come to love it. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely take a lot of pride in, in having that dirty jersey and, and, and showing that, you know, I'm out there, I'm giving it an effort uh, each and every day and, and trying, to, uh, trying to help the team win however I can. One major reason you never have a clean jersey is because you're always on base. Yes. Did you know that only six players in the entire league have a better on-base percentage than you over the last four seasons? Really? Those are, and, and you know what? I think I, I think I did get to see that list. I thought there were some pretty good names at the top yeah, of that it's, list. Yeah, it's Trout, <laughs> Harper, Freeman, Judge, and there's one more I haven't Soto, written down. And so, though, yeah. yeah. It's, can you imagine being in that company? You're yeah, the man. I know, I know. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, I think... Unless you're a Mets fan, uh, you probably don't don't realize that. But I'm very very glad that uh, you know the Mets fans appreciate what I do, uh, and, and I try and do it to the highest level. And obviously, like like you said, with being in that group of people, I think I think we can safely say you know I do do it at, at the highest level. And so uh, I'm very very proud of of what I do as far as getting on base. I take a lot of pride in that. I take a lot of pride in, in setting the table and, and making things easier for the guys behind me. Um, I can score from first base, so I know that if I just get on base here, we have an opportunity to score, especially with the guys that are hitting behind me in Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete. You know, we, we definitely um, we have a good thing going there, and, and I'm very, very glad to be continuing it. Um, it, it's something that, again, I take a lot of pride in is getting on base and, and setting the table for those guys uh, to be able to drive me in. We're going to take it back now for a second. Mm -hmm. This is your second contract you signed with the Mets, first one being after you were drafted in 2011, yep. I believe you said. Yes. It's a two-part question. Mm -hmm. One, what was the first thing you bought when you signed that contract? <laughs> and two, what was the first thing you bought when you signed this contract? Oh, so the first thing that I bought when I signed that contract was an iPad. <laughs> yeah. So the study. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, I didn't splurge too much. Thankful for my dad for that. Um, he kind of. He. My dad's an accountant, and uh, and so he said, you know, it, let's you know, go. Let's go ahead and put that to the side, and uh, if you make it to the big leagues, then you know you could start to do do some other things. But he was like, you know, let's try and pull back on the reins a little bit here. So. Uh, I think I wanted to buy like a you know a nice new car or something like that, and I'm very very thankful that I, I've had the people I've had in my life to be able to uh, to steer me in the right direction, and and was very fortunate uh, in in that fact. But for this contract, uh, I haven't I haven't bought anything oh. yet. Oh, so are you crowdsourcing? Um, well, we'll we'll see. I, I'm trying to get some yeah, trying to get some ideas. Uh, you know, he, hear some things. Maybe 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 some real estate. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll look around here. Uh, you know, eight years is, is a long time. So maybe like I said, this is kind of like setting the roots down a little bit more. Um, this is one of those things that you get to do with that is kind of say, okay, where would I you know where would I like to live during the season? You know and and so maybe maybe that'll maybe that'll be the first purchase. Um, I, I'm not sure yet, but uh, right now I'm just I'm I'm really glad to be back to focusing on being the very best baseball player that I can be, and however I can help win this help this team win a World Series. That's I, I'm so glad to be back to that. Um, the business of baseball, you know, it's great and it is what it is, but I, I love playing the game, and I'm so excited to be back doing that. We're so excited to have you back here. You talk about winning and your just commitment and how much you love being here in this team is, yes. is such a beautiful, beautiful thing to hear. Thank you.
You mentioned one thing about the car, though. Does this yeah. mean this is going to be the end of the famous Nissan Altima? You know, I don't think I can get rid of her. <laughs> uh, I, I purely think it's sentimental at this point. Now, w will I get a, another one? Most likely. Most likely, yes. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of am, am deliberating on, am I, you know, maybe every first, like, day of spring training and maybe first day of the season, like, drive her in and just remember, like, remember where you came from, you know? Stay humble. Always remember, you know, like, hey, th this is where I came from. This, you know, this is the girl that got me here. And, uh, and so... Yeah, uh, the golden goddess, she'll, she'll always be around, no doubt. I, I, I just, uh, I don't think I could get rid of her. She's probably only worth like $2,000 at this point. So, you know, what's, what's the point? Uh, I, I, she's worth more to me sentimentally. So, uh, so I think I'll always keep her around and, uh, and as a good reminder. But, um, yeah, I think, I think there will be a slight upgrade probably coming in, in, in the near future. <laughs> Mets fans, this is what you get from Brandon Nimmo. Yeah. Staying humble. Hard work, yep. loves to play the game. I do. Brandon, yep. thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for Appreciate having it. me. Yep. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.